and welcome to a very special episode of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. It is episode 58 here in the Zen Room, day 292 in the Gregorian calendar year. <laughs> My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the putz-like Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. <laughs> and how are you tonight, Tommy? Uh, but, uh, I absolutely deserve that. Yes, you do. I absolutely deserve that. For those of you who are not no, aware. No, no, no. And you no. want me to explain? No, I don't want you to explain. You don't want me to explain how you spilled the salad in the nice den during dinner and you, you were busy shaking it and it totally spilled all over out on the floor? Okay, listen. You don't want me to tell you that? You don't want me to tell that story? <laughs> I'd rather if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look particularly good in that <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it's an accident. It's shit happens. It, bah, bah, bah. it happens. Exactly. But it, it happens to me all of the time here. Yes, it yeah. does. I'm a big clumsy ox. Because I think my husband makes him nervous about well, you know not why? making because a mess. He's my mother. He's like, it's like my, my mother hovering over me. Like, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I spilled a whole fucking salad. Yeah. But you had some chicken for dinner. So right? I did have a chicken, chicken and, and I had some onion rings. Onion rings. Good. <laughs> and for those of you who's hearing another voice here, that's the voice of my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast. Hello. Sound effect, sound effect. <laughs> And also, we're here to say, because it's a special episode, because we're saying an hello tonight and a goodbye tonight. I know. First, we are saying hello again to our former guest and buddy, John J. Steele Jr. Oh, bastards. <laughs> and I yes. said the bastards. He said bastards. I said bastards. And uh-huh. we are also saying goodbye to our youthful ward slash intern, Bryce Dallas Howard. Pow. <laughs> Bryce, are you there? Yes. <laughs> I just notified the audience that, you're, that you'll soon be departing from us. Yes, this is my last one. And where are you departing for? I'm departing to move in with my partner, Indy, in Northport. Oh, oh isn't that sweet? Yeah, you bitches. Right? It's nice up there. <laughs> yes, it is. Very nice up there. Nice, good for you. Yeah, Very yeah. cool. A I'm a miss you, girl. Now yes, I'm a miss you. Has I, I, she has to pour. Yeah. She has to pour her own bourbon now. Oh my god! You know what I gotta say? <laughs> it's, yeah, he's got to buy her own bourbon. This, she's going back to the rock gut. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, the rock gut. Evan Peters, Evan Williams, Evan who? Evan Williams. Evan Williams. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. we're gonna I'm miss you very, very much, Bryce. Both here on the show and here at home. Yes. My vacuum won't miss you. <laughs> oh, no, your vacuum's going to be great. And our bathroom no will not hair. miss all your stray hairs yeah. all over the place. <laughs> My ass won't miss all the butter in the food, so... <laughs> oh, hey. shit. Oh, now bitch is going to complain because oh. of the butter. Slam. When I throw a stick of butter in the potatoes, he's like, ooh, those are going to be good. See, that's the thing. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Oh, and that's what makes my you God. Oh, but to use it. it, to bring it around, to have it in the environment is... is is cruel. <laughs> All right, you can go away now. We'll you call you back go. later in for five fades. All right. <laughs> you can go. You're released. <laughs> so anyway, we had a busy weekend. We went up to Niagara this weekend. So Niagara. wait, wait, wait. Are you going to mention why John is on the podcast today? No, we'll get to it when we do get the guests. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Don't tell us how to do our show, oh, okay? Well, maybe You're just you gave the producer. As... You are not the talent. I will fucking cut you. Ah, <laughs> oh, love, ain't it, Grant? Yeah, yeah, it's a life sentence. <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to make it so he has so many edits. I, if he, if, if, if either of you wanted the other one dead, you'd be dead. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are that close to each other that you could just kill each other. And then you'd see it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Well, no, because Bryce is leaving. And... <laughs> but torture is much more fun. That is okay. right. That is something we agree on. Yes. Okay. So as I was saying, we went up to Niagara this past okay. weekend. All right, so Niagara Falls. We went up there for a wedding that was actually uh, inside Buffalo. Of Stevens, outside of Buffalo. Outside yeah. of Buffalo for Stevens. Stephen's nephew who just got married. Wait, hold on a second. The Buffalo's like on the falls? Well, it's like adjacent to Niagara Falls. about 30 minutes away. Buffalo. And where we were staying, we were like a 10-minute walk away from the falls. Okay. So we actually went there. It's a whole big park. It's Niagara Falls State Park. Okay. And there are various ways that you can actually walk down to the falls and stuff. You can see the rapids. But we stayed on the main path. and went past the rapids, and then you get the whole full view of the falls. Or as much on as you can New York see. side. We didn't go to the Canadian side. Oh, because yeah. they're a good citizen. Well, on the Canadian side, you get the full view of the, the entire horseshoe. falls. Uh, you can see the, the full horseshoe area of the falls. Uh, that's what you get for being yep. Canadian. Uh, that's what they call them? Yeah. Oh, I did not know okay. that. One thing we didn't see is the is the whirlpool. No, yeah, I know we were looking for that. We but couldn't. We didn't see that. Didn't see it. No, we didn't walk far enough. We it was cold. But it was truly a, a, a spectacle to behold. I never I never seen a waterfall like that before. Okay, it was it was really In the winter when it freezes over because parts of it do. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. I mean, I was even impressed by the rapids that lead up to the falls. I I mean, I'd never seen rapids like that either, you know, up close like that. What? On a a river. Oh, just wide. Just wild. Very rough. Yeah, it was really rough. It was amazing. And you could see the rocks in it. Yeah. If you were in those rapids, you would be dead. Fast moving? Very fast moving. Mm, Yeah, it really was. Okay. It was was quite an impressive sight. So so you didn't do the barrel ride then? No. No, afraid (laughs) not. We didn't go on Made of the Neither. But we took my mother there, who yes. my mother hasn't been to Niagara Falls since her honeymoon 57 years ago. Okay. 52 years ago, something like that. You could pull a pocket. Pull a pocket. 50 some odd years ago. Okay. And she got a little choked up. Oh, of course. Yeah, had to see it in her, and you know, she hasn't seen it in a while. She's like, it's changed. She went on the, the Canadian side oh. for her honeymoon. Because back then, it was pretty early. On that side, yeah. yeah, you want the view, but the New York side has gotten very and the nice. Care. But you can't get a view of Niagara Falls now without a casino in it. Yeah, huh? there's so much there's built so up much around this area yeah. now. It really, it almost spoils what you're seeing. That's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. I cropped out some of the casinos out of the pictures. I think there was probably more building on the Canadian side than there was on the American side. But they got well, that's what it looked. No, like. but if you look, if thing. you look yeah. behind us, though, you would have seen a lot more because you had the casinos right behind us. Also, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. At the full. Sure, I'm sure if I'd been on the Canadian side, I might have said the same thing about yeah. the American side yeah. then. Yeah. That was a nice weekend overall. We rode Amtrak there and back. That was interesting. An experience. <laughs> yes. Was it bad? It's not a bad experience. It's not awful. No, it's it not an awful. Long, it's just it's a long ride. ride yeah, ride, nine know? hours. Was, but we survived well, it. To do, yeah, we left Friday, we came home Sunday. So it's like you're on a train for almost. Eight, you yeah, know, 18 hours. 18 hours on the weekend. And yep. if you drive, how long does it take? Same thing. It's about nine and a half hours. Yeah, if Way not more. Drive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it could be. <laughs> it takes me eight hours to go to Watertown. Okay. And, and Buffalo is from Watertown another three hours. I'm woefully yeah. ignorant of, of the upper state New York geography. Because I couldn't get out of Canarsie either because I'm totally ignorant of that whole 
Patrick just didn't want to be in a car for that long with me again. No, no, not with his road rage. No, I couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> just get I could not do you. it. Just I have experienced that. that, and I say <clears throat> good for you. Thank you. That is good for your mental health. Yes, it is. It's also good for his mental health. He's and his pot. physical health. Uh, yes. He's got pot. He smokes pot before he gets in the car, so shush. No, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Was it like, did you see views? Did, was the foliage pretty? What happened? It was pretty for some of it. But then once you get, like, I mean, it's a railroad, so you're going through industrial. Of so course. it looked like Queens. It looked like you're riding through Queens on the Long Island Railroad. Yeah, all right. The abandoned buildings, the, you know, graffiti. How was the trees? It was very pretty. As you went up, it... It, it was more autumnal looking, actually. Leaves have changed they more upstate than they have upstate. down here, actually. Yeah, yeah. They always do. It's a north... It's oranges and reds. You're lucky you didn't get snow. Actually, That's the funny true. thing is... The um, day after we got home... Our friend David, David Quackenbush said they got they got there was snowing up there. Yeah. Snow in Rochester. Is that what David is now? Rochester? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. So my sister was driving home. That He's a fun Monday. wacky guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to him because he, he listens to Does the he? Hi David. Hi David. Hi, David. Hi, David Quackenbush. So anyway, funny. we're also celebrating a special occasion tonight. I can't wait to hear about this. Our podcast has reached over three thousand downloads. That's wow. pretty stunning. We are now being listened to in 43 U.S. states. How many? 43. 43. Yep. So, so uh, I want to guess the seven. We always do this. I can pull the map up if you'd like. I don't I don't know them off the top of my head. We have guessed you're not going to play games? Not for this one, no. I didn't think it was important. We have enough other stuff to talk about on this. Don't worry about it. But we're also now being listened to in 28 countries. 28 of them? On six continents. Hulk... We still haven't gotten Antarctica yet. (laughs) That's my goal. A listener in Antarctica. I haven't been able to VPN into Antarctica. (laughs) Get that one listener. (laughs) I just want one. I can say I'm on all seven continents of the world. Where's the most? Outside of the U.S., outside of like what you would expect, was the uh, North America because the United States and Canada. Uh, outside of that, probably Asia because of India. India, yeah, India, India and Canada are our top two foreign non-US. countries. Yeah, non-U.S. countries that are following us. Okay, okay, yeah. So I'm That's really fun. happy about that. It's another yeah. great milestone for That's us. That's nice. And in honor of the occasion, I don't know if you saw my blog post, Could and you? I I put up this girl's picture, and it had the phrase "I love you 3,000," and I had no idea what it was. Oh god! So of course I had to go look into it, and it's a song. Oh. So by some girl named Stephanie. Her she spells it P O E T R I. So I don't know if it's poetry or. Poetry, but this is the song she wrote called I Love You 3000. And here is the video and the song. That's all I can take. 
Sounds like she's from the first beginning of it. It sounds like she's singing about her vibrator, which is you know the three thousand. I know the three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> she uses Maybe it she as a noun. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like I love you three thousand. Uh, yeah, I don't get the lyrics, so yeah. but it doesn't really matter that much. So that's me. how you decided to celebrate three thousand downloads. Yes, by putting up by that girl's that post that said have the phrase "I love you 3000. Okay, so I figured you have to celebrate. A crappy song to be no, played. No, As a gay man, first of all, you should be ashamed. Even if you fall back on celebration, you, you could do better than that. Oh, can I? If you want to do, if you want to uh, celebrate something. But then how can I irritate you if I played something besides the usual celebratory fare? I... Let me count the ways. <laughs> we could. I'm just. Strap him down I'm and make just... him eat real chicken and bread. <laughs> Continue. We're going to move on to our very first segment tonight. Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. It's about the dogs. Yes, it's about the dogs. And yes, we let John in here, even though he's a cat owner. It's okay. But but he's a grumpy old gay man, so that makes up for it. He's a grumpy old gay man that likes puss. He represents the cats. (laughs) Yes, he does. The cat-loving people, who's a whole audience. And I come and watch Miss Abigail. And yes, he does. He watches Abigail, and Abigail loves Uncle Johnny. Yes. Anyway, I have a happy news story to report. I love this. This is about a 10-year-old Great Pyrenees dog that went missing for four months up in Steuben County, New York. Where's Steuben County? That is in the western end of New York, bordering Pennsylvania, I believe. Okay. And the dog was found, like... In September of this year, okay. after being gone for 14 months. The dog was named Brutus, and it ran from the owner's home after a neighbor had set fireworks off on July 5th, the day after bitches. Independence Day. Yeah. So the dog went nuts, broke it. through his fence, and took off. Okay. And the owners, they went looking for it. They were posting on social media about it. They would get re- reports of where the dog was, and they'd oh. follow up. They couldn't find it. Well, the dog finally turned up more than 40 miles away in the uh, alley. Ganey County. Uh, a passing driver just happened to see it, and she, co- I guess, somehow coaxed the dog into the car or whatever, and then the dog was taken in by the local Humane Society, and then they got together with the owner. That's good. That's a wonderful. nice story. Right? Isn't that good That's news? That's a good story. That's an, a, a mirac- after 14 months. 14 months. And he's headed further away. Yeah. He's going away. He's he's not trying to come back. I mean, when they found the dog, the dog was a lot thinner. Yeah, yeah. It had patches of hair missing. He had a hunt for himself. Yeah. He probably lost a fight or two. Yeah, exactly. That's a big dog, though. Have you all, do you know what a Great Pyrenees dog looks like? Okay. So I don't have to post a picture of it then. Well, you do for that. You do for the people. Well, I'll post. I actually have the news story with the picture of the dog. Oh, so, okay. Let's see a picture of the dog. Why do you question? Question the pictures of the dog. And quite frankly, why are they not ready preset tabs it open? It is on already frame? Pre- I have the tab already preset. I see that. Yeah. I see it. At the bottom I'm of watching you do it. Oh, other bookmarks. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. It's on the fourth iPod. Uh, there is the dog. I can't enlarge the picture of which you are of which you are speaking. Could you just Google the breed uh, and show us a picture like the standard the breed? Just Yes, I can. Because it's a cool looking dog. Like you can see, looking dog. yeah, you can see why it's that 
the coat is it's like armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the size of that dog. Puppies. He's a big, big dog. But yeah. it looks like a, a lab. It does. It looks similar to a lab. And he, he, like he lab, was found 40 really miles away. He found 40 miles away. Forested wooded area. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a right? Tough, that really is. So that was a that was a happy story to report. You're, you're mostly tough year for the bubble right? Dogs that don't make it back. Yes. But anyway, we also return now to our dictionary of dogs. Oh, what letter? Or our compendium of canines. Oh, oh. God, do you have one of those for canines? Too? Yes, we do. Oh, God. He's got a compendium of dicks, too. You want to see that? <laughs> I've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> compendium of cock. Well, tonight we are up to the... A cornucopia, perhaps. A cornucopia of canines. The dictionary oh, I like of dicks. It. Oh, I, 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 Okay, go ahead. Continue. Tonight we're up to the letter G. G. And we're doing, covering the, the Galgo Español. Oh, God, I know you're going to be Also so known as the Spanish Greyhound. Yeah, I was going like to say he's a racing dog. I'll show you this picture. What this letter is, is it? Letter G. 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 Great G. Galgo Español. No. He's got to spend 20 minutes looking backwards to find obscure dog breed yeah. letter G. Well, this is an ancient breed. But look at that dog. It's so gorgeous. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. a gorgeous-looking dog. It's a racing dog. It's an ancient breed believed to have been developed in Spain, as it may have crossbred with the Arabian Greyhound brought over from North Africa by the Moors when they were when they invaded Spain. Okay. And you know you can't keep generation. them off each other. They dogs. flourished during the 10th to 15th centuries in the Middle Ages. They were considered a noble dog and kept by both the Christian and Muslim aristocracy. And what were they expected to do? They were a, a hunting dog. Hunting. Okay. Hunting dog. They can reach over two feet in height and weigh about 60 to 65 pounds. They are smaller. And, bitch. They are smaller and lighter in build than regular greyhounds and they have longer tails and a long head. Their coat can be either smooth or rough. Their colors can include brindle, black, gold, toasted, cinnamon, yellow, red, white, or white with patches. Ah, so it's a big skinny dog. Yep. They tend to be quiet Fast. and docile, uh, are gentle with sweet temperaments. They excel at what they call lure coursing and racing. Lure coursing. Yeah, you know, like when they have the mechanical rabbit on the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes right around the track. That's okay. lure coursing. Uh, Okay. Uh, so that they, yeah, they're supposed to be uh, very good at that and regular racing. They're fast, yeah. Yep. You don't want to have to chase that bitch down the beach. They at one point tried to crossbreed with the English Greyhound. Oh, how'd that turn out? Well, they were hoping to have a, make a faster dog out of it. And okay. they found out it was only faster for short distances. Right. For longer distances, Sprinting it wasn't doing was cool, as well. But... So they stopped the crossbreeding then. Okay, because, you know, you don't want to crossbreed. The English aren't good for the long haul. <laughs> 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 so that is the story of the Galgo Espanol. Yeah, it's a big old greyhound. Yes, it is. Quite a beautiful one, too. Yeah, they're all beautiful. Bubbles. We now move on to your favorite segment. The birthdays. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. We have two birthdays to celebrate today. Yay. Both deceased. Yay. Both gay. Yay. The first one, he was born John Robert Reitz Jr. on October 19th in 1932 in Chicago. He studied drama at Northwestern University. Robert Reitz. You're cheating. Did you cheat on my list? Why would you automatically <laughs> accuse him of cheating? <laughs> you see what I get? You see what happens? Well, I cheat on your list. Is he right? Yes, it is Robert Reed. Okay, so... His name is in the name that you read. No, it's, I said John Robert Reitz. Yeah, I know. And That's what does it Reed. sound like? Robert Reed. Thank you. 
What do you mean? Sounds like a to you? Sounds different to me. Like fucking food. That's right. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Oh, okay. All right. But after appearing on stage on Off Broadway in Chicago, he moved to L.A. From 1961 to 65, he starred on the TV show The Defenders alongside E.G. Marshall. Never saw it. In 1964, he made his Broadway debut when he replaced Robert Redford in the Broadway production of Barefoot in the Park. Okay, wait, hold on. Stop right there. Yep. Robert Reed, right? Yes. You remember the TV show? Yeah. What was it called? The Defenders. The Defenders. Who did he play? Tell me about the TV oh, show. I don't. It was a father-son team yeah. of attorneys. Okay. E.G. Marshall, the father, of course. Uh, a funny story about E.G. Marshall is one time I was in New York City. This is back in 1970-something. Okay. And my then-girlfriend or fiancé, I hadn't married her yet, we were both walking down the street. Yeah. And she goes, oh, there goes a balding Bob Hope. It was E.G. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> A little aside. Very fun. I'm done. Anyway, Reed was the second choice to play Mike Brady on The Brady Bunch. Now, did he always play Mike Brady? Was he the only Mike Brady? On the TV yes. show, yes. But he was only the second choice to play. Do you oh. know who the first choice was? No. Gene Hackman. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Can you imagine? Well, younger, or considerably younger. I mean, yeah. if he could play that, that sort of... If we could believe him in that sort of no. dad. No. Well, you well, the show ran from, what, 1969? to 74 and you think what in 74 he Hackman made the movie The French Connection yeah. so I, I love mean, that I, I, that's a great movie oh my god that great car chase this, scene yeah, I love that oh, that's, awesome. that's also the role that sets you his, him when you say his name that's the role you picture him with the park yep right. exactly right. Right. yep but if he had done the TV show he may never have gotten that no his yeah, yeah his career may have taken a whole different course yeah. that's you what I'm saying you might be thinking because Robert Reed did uh, he had regular hair and then the permed hair no it just <laughs> looked like somebody else no, <laughs> bitch, no. Anyway, anyway well, Reed was... pilot? Who, Reed? Yeah. I believe so, yes. He was really unhappy with the role. He thought it was yeah. beneath his talent. Okay. But he was under contract to ABC and Paramount, so oh, okay. he, he had to stick it out. You feel bad for him? No, I'm sure he made a good amount of money on <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, he sure is fucked up. And he has a long legacy now. He sure is fucked up. He often locked horns with the producer, Sherwood Schwartz, but he liked his, ca his fellow castmates. But he was so unhappy with the final script of the final episode that he did not even appear on the final episode. Oh, dear. Yeah. All right, well, that's a little hissy fit right there. But then in 1976, they reprised, well, they brought back the, the, the whole cast in the Brady Brunch Hour, yeah. and he was happy to be in that because it gave him the chance to do a song, to do song and dance, yeah. okay. which is what he was, you know, talented in and stuff. And then he later appeared in the okay. TV film The Brady Girls Get Married, and the TV film A Very Brady Christmas, which is oh my god, when he and someone else they get trapped, and what's her, and Florence Henderson sings. I forget the whole she sings. Oh my God, it's really hysterical. It's so corny. And then he reprised the role of Mike Brady for the final time in the drama series The Brady's in 1990. His last TV appearance was uh, in April of 90, 1992 on an episode of Jake and the Fat Man. Who did he play? N neither one. He was just a guest star on, the, on an episode. Is there a career outside of The Brady's? Well, actually, he's famous 
for appearing on an episode of Medical Center in 1975, okay. in which he played a doctor who came out came out as transgender, and they did transition surgery on him. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen pictures or that. I actually have the video loaded up if you want to see that. There are flashes of, like, I remember the medicine show, the hospital show. It could have been that one in 1975, totally. Chad Everett was on it. I would not be able to. I was a very, I was not even 10. <laughs> oh, God. So it's just flash images. 75. I was five. Yeah, I was 13. Uh, yeah. I yeah. was out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest in the room. Na, 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 na. But yeah, he actually got a claim for that, uh, for doing that episode. I remember, I seem to, that is in the air, yeah. that story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember that, but I couldn't tell you. Hmm. You mentioning it struck a memory. Oh, I know that. If you ever see like a documentary of, you want to try that again? <laughs> no. A documentary. A documentary. Okay. Of all like gay things, moments in history on television. That's all. That's all. Oh, okay. Uh, this is it right here. Let me go back a little bit. All the pain I've caused you. That's him. I just want you to know that Steve and I will be all right. I've gotten a job as an assistant to an employment counselor. It's the first job I've ever had in my life. Imagine. That's wonderful. It's funny how it happened. I went there to ask him to help me find a job, and he ended up hiring me to help him. <laughs> Pat. All those long looks. I hope you'd be happy now. They couldn't get it. His makeup is awful. His makeup is terrible. They have him in shadow. Yeah. Well, it's because his makeup is off. Thank God he's in shadow. Yeah. It's definitely not a RuPaul job. Well, no. it's not for damn sure. But it's not even an attempt to make him look like he's not male. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just accentuated every male feature in his face. It's a TV show in 1975. That was pretty fucking revolutionary. He at the played, time. and this was after the Brady career or in the middle of the Brady uh, after. career? After. This was after, after the Brady After career. the show had officially ended, yeah. Right, Before so they he, did all the reunions. Yeah, okay. So he took a, yeah. He took a risk. Well, he took a big risk. He took Huge a big yeah. risk. He yeah. wanted to, it, it, was, it was almost like spitting backward. Now I'm going to go so extreme. Yeah. Right? Well, in November of 1991, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. Uh-oh. He died of the disease in 1992. His death certificate. Wait, when was he diagnosed? He was diagnosed in 91, and he died in 1992. Okay, go ahead. His death certificate revealed that he was also HIV positive, but he did not have full-blown AIDS. His HIV positive status was listed as among significant conditions that contributed to his death. How do we know that? He never... Well, it's on a death certificate, and he never revealed the status to anyone until the day he died. So the death... Your death certificate yes. is a public record document yes. thing? yes. I can go look it up. Yes. Yep. And that information will be on it. Yes, it will. Okay. Yeah. Because back then, well... No, now, today. Now, today, yeah. they, they still think that the the virus itself can... Uh, but, affects your immune system, which can cause the cancers. Was there anything about his heart health? Was Did he did his you know, no. left ankle be able to tell the weather? You know what I mean? Like, how much? Like, what are you talking about? know that that's a no? That's kind of creepy, no? Is that in with the many other. That's like I said, that it's just listed death. as among the significant conditions that contributed to his death. But they're saying the primary cause 
was the colon, was the cancer. colon cancer. Okay. So we don't know when he was diagnosed with HIV. And we don't know the other significant factors. If there were any other significant factors. Well, there was one significant factor. Well, yeah, the yeah. HIV being HIV positive. Like I said, he never revealed this information to anyone until the day he died. Yeah. Should he have? No. Why would he? He was a very this? private man. He kept everything private, you know? He, you know, even from his castmates, none of them do. I think that's creepy as shit. That you'll be able to sit there and say that. Like, he died on this day from this cause in this manner. Then medical history is listed? Not medical history, but what could have contributed to his death. Contributing factors. Contributing factors. Even if it really doesn't death. contribute, but it just kind of happens to, you it know, oh, oh, by the have, way. It could have this could, okay. affected. What year? 92? This was in 1992 when he died. Okay, so you got my back up right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a hair up my ass right now okay, about this. Okay, well, while you do that, let's say happy birthday, Robert Reed. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy You're not going to play it six times, are you? No, I keep hitting the wrong button. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. We now move on to our next... Wait, wait, there is one more birthday. I know, I'm doing it now. Okay. Yo, all that was for one birthday. Oh, okay. The next birthday, this person was born on October 19th, 1945 in, I, Bal I, I in Baltimore. No, you can't, because I told you earlier. <laughs> So you can't guess. In Baltimore. Okay, well, this is Baltimore. Say the year again. 1945. 1945 in Baltimore. Yes. Baltimore. He became interested in drag while working as a woman's hairdresser. In, 19, in the 60s, he became friends with a budding film director named John Waters. Oh, uh, he's divine? We're talking about Divine, also known as Harris Glenn Milstead, his, his birth name. Okay, Divine. He, she's Divine. He it's her birthday in, today? It's yeah. her birthday today. That's fun. He starred in Waters' first two full-length films, 1969's Mondo Trasho and 1970's Multiple Maniacs. Pink Flamingos became a midnight movie house favorite and put, launched Divine into stardom. Of course, that's the scene with the famous cha-cha heels. Uh, he also starred in uh, 1974's Female... Oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong movie. In 1974's Female Trouble, he played Dawn Davenport who wanted yes. cha-cha heels for Christmas. Right, right, right. He also appeared on stage performing alongside the Cockettes <laughs> and, and appearing in the 1976 off-Broadway production of Women Behind Bars. Awesome. He then went on to star in 1981's Hair, polyester, and then was catapulted into mainstream cinema with his appearance in 1988's Hairspray. Ain't that some shit. In the 1980s, he recorded a number of hit dance songs, including You Think You're a Man and Walk Like a Man. Unfortunately, he had an enlarged heart and he died of a heart attack. That was... What date was that again? That was back in... March 7th, 1988. That was shortly after Hairspray had been released. He died in 88? Yeah. Wow. Wasn't he supposed to be meeting John Waters the night that he died or something? I, that I don't know. I haven't heard anything like when that. We, well, that we would be watched, pretty reasonable to expect. Right now, right? Done. But I found this quote by John Waters about Divine that I really liked. It says, People think Divine, they, are, they always think wrong, was trans. Divine never dressed as a woman except when he was working. He had no desire to be a woman. He didn't want to pass as a woman. He wanted to pass as a monster. He was thought up to scare hippies. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be Godzilla. Well, he wanted to be Elizabeth Taylor and Godzilla put together. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. Great quote, uh, yeah. right? 
He didn't hurt nobody. Nope, not at all. Funny Great performer and fuck. funny as hell. Funny as fuck. Dirty, willing to do anything. Yeah. Like dirty, filthy things. He ate shit. Ooh, ooh. Two of them. Oh, no, here he is. What are they? Those are your new shoes, Don. Fantastic. Classic Hollywood trash movie. I no, love it. Trash. Love it. Right? Great fucking movie. To Divine, we say. Happy birthday! Uh oh. Well, uh oh. Yes, Bryce. Bryce is here. Dessert. Oh, he brought dessert right. in. Excuse us. We're pausing while dessert is set up. Usually it happens without. What, what do we have? We have chocolate chip made. cookies tonight. And we have mini black and white cupcakes tonight. Okay. It's a fiesta. Shit off the table and I can maybe, maybe not. Shut the fuck up! Jesus <laughs> and Christ! And before Bryce leaves the room, what's tomorrow, Patrick? I don't know. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow is Bryce's birthday. It is. It is the most important day of the year. And how old is Bryce going to be? Wow, you gotta go slow. Quarter of a century, man. Oh my God, God. twenty-five years old. Oh my God, you can rent a car now. <laughs> That's about all that. And now that he got a, the new car, finally, he can rent the car. Have a good fucking car. And have you learned anything in your 25 years of existence? Don't uh, live with two old, grumpy old gay men. <laughs> Stop driving as soon as possible. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Good idea. Bryce has not had the best luck with cars. No. He can just look at a car and it'll break down. <laughs> yeah. 25, right? Yes. It's so cool to be 25. He's no longer a twink. That's why he has to move out. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was no longer a twink two and a half years ago, Stephen. Yeah, that's that. true. After, after I got him fat, he was no longer a twink. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> It seems to me like, yeah, he, he uh, the difference between him when he moved in and now that when he's moving out. Oh, he was out, a twig when he moved in. I'm like, oh, I was the, the, the grandma. Honey, I sit down. You got to eat. Eat, eat, eat. I'm going to miss you, bitch. I'm going to miss you, bitch, every Wednesday. No, no. she's going to come and visit. drink with on Wednesdays? She's not going to come visit from Northport. Yeah, she will. She works in right here in well, North. I'm in Farmingdale right now, so all right. Uh, Northport, yeah, Farmingdale. It's not so bad. It's Twenty minutes. It's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Okay. Not all right. Bad. You're released. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> we'll summon you later. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's his birthday. Days. What? I want his resume. You want his resume for what? Because it's his birthday. When it's somebody's birthday, you just made us sit through four and a half hours of you reading facts about about people who I don't even remember no more. So let's like well, uh, Bryce was born. Bryce Dallas Howard, pal. This is your life. Can we play him ha the happy birthday? Yes, yes you happy fucking birthday. have to. Thank you. That's the least. <laughs> All right, now get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to finish my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I'm cooking Bryce dinner on Sunday, but Tommy is too busy to show up. 
We Ooh. now move on to our next segment. <laughs> Yes, there's only one this week. Give me a few minutes, there'll be another. I'm still mourning Angela. Uh-huh. Oh, from last week, uh-huh. yes, I know. It's not Angela from last week. You make it sound like you're 19. Uh, excuse me. Are you still mourning Dame Angela Lansbury? Lansbury. Lansbury. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so who kicked the bucket this week? Well, he was born Anthony Robert McMillan in Scotland on March 30th, 1950. He studied painting at the Glasgow School of Art, but in his 20s, he became involved in theater, television, and stand-up comedy and changed his name. In 1983, he performed alongside Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry, and Emma Thompson in the sketch comedy series on in the UK called Alfresco. His first movie appearance was a 1980s Flash Gordon, and he also later coached starred in the movie uh, Mona Lisa that came out in 1986 with Bob Hoskins. Really good movie. What does alfresco mean? Fresh. 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 It means fresh. Yep. To who? It means fresh in Italian. It means fresh in Italian. Yes. So if they ask you, do you want to sit alfresco? In the fresh air. Well, that'd be outside. Okay. So fresh air. Okay. I had another one. All right. All right. Okay. Tell us when you think of it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember. <laughs> Anyway, this person was best known in America for the 1990, 90, the 1990 film Nuns on the Run with Eric Idle, and he also starred in the 1991 film The Pope Must Die, and he also played the Russian mobster Zukovsky in the Pierce Brosnan James Bond films, 1995's Golden Eye, and 1999's The World Is Not Enough. Yes. Cyril yes. Rothberg. No, it... I was about to say that he gained yes. worldwide recognition for playing... Oh. Rubius Hagrid in the Harry Potter film series. I forget his name. It's some proper English name. <laughs> well, no, it's a guy. It's just a name, right? Like Richard Rogers or something? His name is Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane, Robbie Coltrane sounds like a jazz musician. Yeah, right? He actually took his name, Coltrane, from the jazz legend John Coltrane. Okay. That, I think, it works against him in this situation. Right? <laughs> Uh, because the right. confusion is immediate and I don't have enough enthusiasm over the issue to research it beyond its first initial appearance in my company. Yeah, so, yeah. That was a bad idea. What was? Changing his name to Coltrane. Well, it's better than Anthony Robert McMillan if you're trying to be What's wrong with Ro- Robert yeah. McMillan? It's, I, I guess it wasn't good enough. Okay. It's just something more eye-catching. <laughs> anyway, he suffered from osteo- or osteoarthritis later in life and was confined to a wheelchair beginning in 2019. And he died on October 14th at age 72 in a hospital in Scotland after a long illness. Is this still, we're still talking about Roger Reese? No, no we're talking about Robbie Coltrane. Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. Yes. Robbie Coltrane. I, I have to say, I didn't know who he was. I thought he was a jazz musician until I realized that he was not. Did you um, watch the Harry Potter I have never seen a single full, certainly not a full Harry Potter movie. I've probably never seen a full Harry Potter scene. I've okay. never read any of the books. I have no intimate relationship with any of that work. Okay. Any of that canon. Any of that Jar. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't know who he was. Okay. Anyway, rest in peace there, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry about that. Guy. How old was he? 72. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Right around the corner. Yeah, well, for you, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we now move on to our next segment Today in History. Is that a horn? <laughs> No. Ah! 
Today in history, October 19th, 1991, at least nine gay and lesbian employees of the Cracker Barrel Old Country stores were fired as a result of the company's policy of supporting, quote-unquote, normal heterosexual values. Douchebags. Well, so, and, wait, 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 wait. and so they quit. No, they were fired. They were fired because of this policy. Yes. Uh -huh. Go ahead. But after demonstrations by queer rights groups, the policy was reversed. Where was this happening? At Cracker Barrel Old Country Stores. They're across the country. Cracker Barrel. I, I understand, but where is this event happening? At... Various stores, various across stores the across the country. Okay. Yes, and the company said it would not discriminate based on sexual orientation, but did not officially adopt that policy until 2002. In 2008, Cracker Barrel achieved the lowest score out of all food and beverage companies on the Human Rights Campaign Corporate Equality Index, scoring a 15 out of 100. In 2019, it earned a score of 80 on that index, which it maintained for 2020 and for 2021. Did it make any attempt? Like, did it care? What the fuck? Why its should... score increased. It that increased. means it did better. Yes. Right. They, they, it went they from 15 out of 100 to 80 out of 100. They tried, but still some bags like me won't go there. Okay. In 2016, the company developed an internal diversity council, which included queer members. Since 2017, the, comp the company has sponsored a not-for-profit workplace equality organization called Out and Equal. In 2018, Cracker Barrel de developed a limited edition of its chain's signature rocking chairs featuring the rainbow pattern on it. Oh, And the proceeds from that were donated that. to various queer organizations, including the Human Rights Campaign, the National Nashville LGBT Chamber of Commerce, Nashville Pride, and Out and Equal. In 2019, a, um, a minister at the All Scripture Baptist Church was planning on holding an event um, at one of the Cracker Barrel restaurants, but after he called for the execution of gay people, the company would not allow him to hold the event. Okay, so good for them. So it's come a long way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since, since I, I remember having some other restaurants that could take a uh, beyond restaurants, hotels, yeah. motels, holiday inns. Sorry for that. <laughs> that was so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, good for them. I I remember having the the anti Cracker Barrel stands, and I am impressed by whatever you just read. Well, that's why Please I figured we we'll have to keep people up to date on what's been going on. I think that's I recall very... those also, but like you said, it's come a long way yeah. since those days. Now, what you should do to See, occupy all this annoying time you spend researching these things is find out like how it happened. How, how did that corporate change happen? Did somebody new become in charge? Was it sold to another company? How, what made that shift? That's your job. No, that's your job. No, <laughs> Money. no. I asked the questions. Money made that shift. Uh, maybe that's that's a very interesting point. They I were think. being sued publicly, so this is something they had to do. Well, no, they had to, they but they, to. they chose okay. to. Right. Yeah, they they would it. have the same reputation that Chick Fil A has. Yeah, right. Exactly. Unapologetic. Uh, Chick Fil A don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, you know what? Should they? Do, uh, do they have to? Uh, I listen. I'm offended. I won't go there. I, won't I go scowl there every time I see somebody holding, you know, that fucking chicken on a uh, what do you call cup. But they they can do that if they want. No, they can't because they do it to their employees, and that's against the fucking law. Okay, well, when you're talking about against your employees, I don't know any specific instances of they that. They fight other so than... that their insurance doesn't have to cover birth control. They fight so that their insurance doesn't have to cover 
a, a, a gay man who has HIV because that was his choice. Okay. They fight for, for all this other bullshit. They give The owners to, of the company to, are known for donating money to anti-gay causes. I maintain it is abhorrent and totally within their rights. You know, the I uh, he has a right to not agree with me. And to do something like that is not agreeing with me in any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that I find like that. But he can do that if he wants. He's not... Why, why should he be allowed to discriminate against people? You see, that's against the law. And they're... they're now, if you talk skirting about, the law in their policies, the law just not, to the, exclude gay, lesbian, and trans. Okay, okay. So, what 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 government entity do you think should be correcting that? Because it's happening all over the fucking place. Uh, well, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, that offends me. Okay, this schmuck spending his money being allowed. What do we talk about? Chick Fil A. Yeah. Do we know who these people are? I mean, I'm sure we could. I'm sure you did, but I'm sure we could. Um, they could do whatever They're the fuck Christian they want. Fundamentalists. I don't give a fuck. I don't have to eat their chicken. They don't have to like my husband. And their chicken sucks. I don't know what the fucking big deal is. I gotta tell you, I hear it's fucking the awesome. The fucking chicken sucks. I took a bite of somebody's sandwich, and it fucking sucks. Why would you take a bite of somebody's sandwich? <laughs> because I wanted to know what the fucking big deal was. Uh, no, see, wrong. wrong. That's a it gay was- strike. And I spit. I didn't swallow. Steven, you know honey, you're, I don't you have like never you spit I don't anything swallow. out of your mouth ever. Except toothpaste, maybe. Bit at the quiz. And on that note, <laughs> I think we'll go to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? How could you do say? Yes, today is, it's now, what day is it? And today, this is just for you, because I'm sure you probably have owned one of these in one time in your life. Today is, like that. today is Hagfish Day. Hagfish? Have you ever hag seen a hag? hagfish? I have not seen a hagfish. Would I've you seen like a to hag. see? Believe I've seen many a hag. fucking fish, isn't it? Uh, I've this never seen is a the hag. hagfish. Oh, okay, it looks eelish. Oh, this is the, oh. the sucky one. Yes. Okay, it looks like a tube. It looks like a parasite. Like a muscle tube. How big is it? Oh, I'm going to tell you all about it. Is that it hanging out of a wolf's mouth? It's also known as the (laughs) slime eel. Yeah, it is the only known living animal that has a skull but no vertebral column. And they are also jawless. Despite it, its ugly interior, it's actually very helpful to mankind as it scavenges the ocean floor, cleaning up the debris of dead marine animals. They protect themselves from predators by emitting a slime. This, oh, that's disgusting. What it, what it is, the slime impairs the function of the predator's gills, and then they have to uh, stop either eating or let go of the hagfish itself. That's disgusting. Any then, kind of slime. Well, actually, the thing Puss. is about the slime, it's thinner than human hair, but it's stronger than nylon. And now the re- researchers are seeking the potential commercial, medical, uh, military, and environmental uses of the slime. It's going to wind up in lube. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, okay. All right. What what are we talking about? What what is the this? Hagfish. Why is this in my life right now? Well, it's also considered a delicacy. It's served. Oh, I know. It's served primarily in Korea. Oh uh, no! It's skinned, coated in spicy sauce, and grilled over charcoal or stir fried. Um. Could... <laughs> oh, cover that shit, Mario Lopez, and I'm still not eating. Come on, doesn't that look yummy? Look at that thing, uh, Patrick. Yeah. I am off the clock right now. <laughs> So, here's to the hagfish, and happy hagfish day. Fuck you. We now move on to our next segment, Turn Your Head and Cough. 
my God. I feel like I'm in a TV ward here. I love the teamwork part of that. What? I love that you joined it. <laughs> I love that. Well, today, the World Health Organization said that COVID remains Who? the World Health Organization. Who? 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 Yes. Who? Who? No, what? I don't know. Face. <laughs> Jesus, it was like pulling teeth from wow. you fuckers. It won, on Wednesday, it said that COVID still remains a global emergency. Okay. It said, although the public perception is that the pandemic is over in some parts of the world, what? it remains a public health event that continues to adversely and strongly affect the health of the world's population. Okay. It noted that even though the number of weekly deaths are the lowest since the pandemic began, okay. they still remain high compared to other viruses. Okay. A couple questions. Yes. Are these American people who are dying or not? Worldwide. Worldwide. You're missing my point. What I'm saying is like, we're... I don't see that. That's not in my, the pandemic is not in my experience as much anymore. Uh, except for that, the the occasional person wearing a mask. I got to go get the Correct vaccine. Correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick, but America has still has one of the highest death rates. I don't know the numbers right now. I had. I it'd be hard to believe death rates. But I don't think that really in a world where we have so much international travel between various countries, you're gonna hit. You're you're gonna end up visiting a country that maybe may have high COVID rates and you may get, have a chance of getting it and well, you may have a chance of bringing it back to a country that has a low COVID rate. You now, know? now what, what do you think the answer to that is? Fucking get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Continue wearing masks. Okay. I don't disagree with you, you at know? all. I think it's going to come down to... Uh, no, never. I think it's, it's going to become a regular vaccine like the flu vaccine. I agree. You know? It's going to become like that. I agree. I'm just having trouble proving my record, my vaccination record. I know that my... My car, general right? practitioner doctor must have it, right? Like the doctor doctors must have it. It's not like CVS. I can't. You know what I'm where saying? Where did you get? Where did you get? I got them in all public good feel. Like the first two were at the Suffolk Community you can College. A copy I think car. I did that. What I'm saying is that that's the only thing standing in my way of getting that next COVID shot is that I can't prove the three before. Where did you get your last? Uh, shot? don't do this to me. Where don't do this to me. Shut the fuck up and tell me where you got your last shot. It could have been a CVS. It could. Could have been a Rite Aid. It could have been King Cullen. You know what I mean? It could have been wherever they were available. I don't know where it was. This is my Call problem. Your primary, they probably have a. Oh file. God! It's absolutely exhausting. That's why I keep our cards safe, and we have. Pictures. See, there it is, right there. That too, that little kicker at the end. You can't forget about that little. It's like, Mom, are you there? <laughs> Mine's in my wallet. Your kicker. Yep. Good for you. That's a good place for it. And as a public health reminder, we, we, we want to tell you that we are now entering into flu season, so please get your flu shots. I, I agree. I got that. The flu shot they gave me. The flu shot they give anybody. Yeah. We're going to get ours yeah, and yeah, our yeah. booster shot in uh, November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to see my doctor before that, and I'm going to just check on on this one, which COVID booster shot I should be using. That's we the one. Th oh, the COVID booster, you're supposed to use the buy one. Well, there's the one that's designed for a specific Omicron variant. Yes. There's, uh, but there's one that's one that will fight two variants the and one, one that will now. fight one. The one out now will deal with all Omicron variants. You have to make a choice. When, when At least in my experience, when I sign up, when I try to get the appointment at my local CVS, okay, okay. okay, I get asked whether or not I want this vaccine or that vaccine. Was, I get asked that, which manufacturer. Was that lately or yes. was that the last one? The, no, 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 now, most no, recently. Most recently. Maybe because so, uh, they might have people still waiting for the second booster and you're going... 
Go on your third. Right? No, that's not true. Well, no, because the initial one was two. Then I had a booster. Yeah. So if I, I've had three. No. So the first two is one treatment. Then I've had two. Okay. So you've never had your second booster. No. That, that's that's probably why they're asking you. You have for for the choice because you didn't get the first. I don't know. They told me there's two. There's when you make a choice of which of which shot you would like. There's one that has that starts with the word. A and one that starts with the word with the letter B, like by, like two. And the guy at the CVS was very adorable, very cute, very helpful. And he gave me this piece of paper with the word written on it, which of course I promptly lost. So uh, I don't remember what the word was, but I put the connection in my head. By means two, and that's the one you want. Is the one that has the two. the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the newest. Yeah, that's the one you want. Okay. Public health is hard. That was exhausting right now, just between you and me. <laughs> I could feel the polyester and the kitchen table right now around. Oh, my God. We now move on to our next segment. How about a little round of Get the Guests? How about that? How about a little game of Get the Guests? Get yes, it's time to play from? Get what's, the what's Guests. What's that from? <laughs> oh, that show. I know that show. What's that show from? Come this way. This is your feature. This is All your right, thing. I'm you must move in closer. Yes, must it's time to have a little interview with John J. Steele Jr. Otherwise, there's no reason to have you here. Keep going. Sucking up my oxygen. Oh, it's Keep coming good. forward. Keep coming forward. Go past the toy. And right, down. Excellent. Hi. Excellent. I made it up to the microphone. <laughs> you should have been there from the beginning. Well, hey. He didn't want to get that close to you. You might dump something on him. Right. That, I, that is fair. <laughs> and the last night that this is going to be tolerated. <laughs> Because I'm doing a penance right I, now. I just understood you wanted a tossed salad. That's in, <laughs> so, in so many ways. <laughs> in so many ways. Oh. Anyway, anyway, John. Yes, hi. I know you're busy in rehearsals for two projects. One of them is with the Long Island Gay Men's Chorus, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. I'm having rehearsal to be here. Oh. oh are you for real? Where's your, where's your concert? I'm telling Jeanette. Jeanette. She, if, she listen, if she listens, she knows. She does. I've already texted her once tonight. Yeah. So. <laughs> so do you have an upcoming uh, concert then? Yeah, we have our concerts coming up in December. Um, I can't remember the dates off the top of my head. We'll post but, the dates on on the website. But uh, we have three venues. Uh, it's a full weekend. One Friday night, one Saturday night, one Sunday night. Another Sunday Each night. Each in a different one. location? Yep. So, Sunday nights, I know it's in Huntington. Okay. Uh, at St. John's, but uh, the other two, I'm not sure where they're. I think one's in Babylon or North Babylon. Is the other the one? one where you guys went the last two No, we well, went to Belmore. Belmore. Belmore one, and then out at Stony Brook. Is that in that okay. Belmore Theater there? No, no it's right in by the train church. station. No, little church. Okay. There. Are they all in churches? Yeah. Right on Belmore okay. Avenue. And, and what kind of material is it? Uh, this year is, we're, our theme is rockin', a rockin' Christmas. A rocking Christmas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're doing from the gay man yeah. from the Long Island the gay Christmas man's chorus. chorus, right? And we're doing you know Christmas song, holiday songs that kind of have a, a rockish sound to them. Okay, all um, right, interesting. Um, interesting. I, I got that from the title, but yeah. And the the first half we're all dressed very natally with our black vests and colored shirts and everything. And the second act, they're we're, naked. We're not, well, depends on how you sleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. We're doing uh, uh, a gay thing. version of "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh, okay, uh, I love it. And we're interjecting songs, but the entire chorus will be dressed in their PJs. Fun, oh, so, fun. Christmas PJs, whatever PJs. Are you going to be? Uh, no, okay. Are you going to be dressed like a reindeer? Like you should. No. And you absolutely have to do Christmas. No, Johnny Sunday. has to be dressed in a onesie. Even if, 
Even when it was just a t-shirt. I have already bought my pajamas for the show. <laughs> okay. They're just a very nice plaid, okay. black, white, and red plaid. With pajamas. a t-shirt up on it? No. Just topless. No. Pajamas. Oh, 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 oh. I went to Kohl's and bought men's pajamas. Okay, so it's a they top and a bottom. Yeah. So you button up the top nice and it's a bottom nice. Pants and yeah. a shirt. Yeah. Yes, there is no male nudity in this concert. Yeah. This is okay. I wanted to make that clear because yeah. I'd like people to attend. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I do want to frighten them off with the thought of. Well, I did say, you know, well, some of them that. Well, was brought I, I, up. I said some of us, you know, don't wear anything to bed at night. Look, look. If, we, if, <laughs> if look. the young hot tenor wants to wear a pair of Santa Claus briefs, or Santa, this is the uh, Long Island Gay Men's Chorus. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, there's there's quite a few good looking men in there. I believe, yes. and I also believe they'll be tasteful. Yeah, based on the fact, I mean, they yeah. know how to respect their environment. They're yes. going to be in churches. They're going to be in churches. And me and Patrick have seen the shows in the past, and they yes, are we have. They've always been very wonderful. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. the churches that they're in are totally hospitable. Oh, great hosts! Yeah, wonderful hosts. Who's and... director of the Jeanette Cooper? Jeanette Cooper is the director of the men's Long Jim Island Gay Men's yep. Long Island. And if Gay anybody men's wants to get involved in yes. the chorus, we'll put a link to their page on our yeah, website. Yeah, How many members? We're up to like twenty-two, I think now. That will that all perform. Yeah, that's nice. You do like a like a what's the vocal range? How high do they go? We we have tenor one, tenor two, oh god, baritone and bass. Okay. There's, there's uh, I think now seven baritones. What? Oh wow! Yeah, wow. we got seven baritones now. We got three basses. Uh, oh god! You know, people say that smoking back in the day was bad. Yeah. How do you think you got a bass? <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, and and they, they also, they're also having a uh, cabaret, and that is October 20... What? Hold on. How do you not have these dates? Because I'm I'm in a show, too, so... Uh, it's October 29th. October 29th. What day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday, a Saturday October 29th at 8 p.m. And where is that at? Sayville. Oh, I love Sayville. Um, VFW. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. And what is it? Uh, this Skates, fun. Yeah, it's mostly songs, but it, our theme for this is Over the Rainbow. Cute. And a special tribute to Miss Judy Garland. Of course, what do you got to do that? Yeah. And right. we're singing the trolley song. That should be like totally in like the repertoire. Yeah, nice. When you fall back, oh my God, he's sick. I don't know what we could do. Let's do the Judy Garland mix. Yeah. And we have, so we <laughs> you know what I mean? As it yep. should be there. Yeah, so we have the trolley song. I love it. And we're singing. Now, let me ask you something, uh, because uh, it's not just a whole bunch of guys standing on risers. Like, are you guys? No, that's, that's pretty much it. That's it? Yeah. You guys we're are standing up on risers? And, we're, and, not, we're not a performing group. Okay. We're a chorus. All right. So, so it's perform. all about It's all about the singing. It's all about the harmonies. It's all about, right. Okay. Nice. And that, you know, and the camaraderie cuz yeah. you can tell even uh, sitting in the audience these guys have great can you a like, great friendship. Can you interact with each other while you're singing? Oh, or sure. How much freedom do you have sure. to move? Yeah, oh, not move a lot. No, I'm not talking about choreography. I'm talking about can you turn your head and sing to this guy? Yes. Can you look up and talk yes. around? Can you dance a little bit yes. and like, yeah. ah, that's nice. That's fun. Yeah. And we all interact with each other. You know, it depends on the song how we interact. Of with course, each other of course. And, and uh, the other song that we're singing is a medley, I guess you'd call it, okay. of Streisand and Garland. Uh, so you days. go full gay. Full gay. Full gay. Full. And that's Judy, yeah. Barbara, and Judy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for the big number for the entire 
theme of the thing is true colors. Oh, okay. That's, so that's a nice Cindy place Lopa. to land. So, yeah. So I yes. love Cindy Lop. I always did. So that's what they're doing on the 29th. And I can't be there because I'm doing a show. But I'm ha- I'm going... Okay, so take that segue and point that it segue. that way. Yes. Okay. And what show are you doing, John? What's it called? Uh, 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 <laughs> Mama Mia. Are you playing? Are you playing the Meryl Streep role? Yeah, I'm playing the Meryl Streep role. Um, I know how much Patrick loves the show. I, I you know, made sure that he has front row seats every night for it. Because you're a giver. Yes, yeah, I am. I am. But what show are you in rehearsal what for? What I'm really in rehearsal for is a little Irish play called The Weir. Weird. By Connor McPherson. Connor McPherson. Yes. <laughs> Don't choke on that. <laughs> I was trying to do my Irish accent. Oh, I rolled my R. Ah. Oh, man. Ah. I get in trouble with my director because I tend to roll my R. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> it's like you're in Ireland, not Scotland. Yeah. So how does this relate to the, like, like you're in the play, he's directing. He's directing. Yes, I'm so directing. John is in the play. Patrick is directing. And Stephen is a stage, stage manager. Managing and doing lights and sound. Yeah, and I wanted to mention the, the sound. Don't you think we should have wind blowing all through the I production? think you should suck a dick. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. Don't you think you should have wind sound? Oh. how it's an integral part of the play. I just... You know, just saying. So describe the play a little, John, and shut the fuck up about my sound. (laughs) (laughs) So the play takes place in Ireland. Surprise, surprise. Yes. In a little town, probably, was it north of Carrick? It's uh, it's It's in Western Ireland. Central Western Ireland. You don't have to know Irish geography. It's it's a rural area. It's a rural area. Right. And it takes place in a, a little rural pub. Uh, you know, locally owned by a very nice woman. Her name is Brenda. She's the uh, hostess of the evening. And a couple of curmudgeonly old men come and drink, have their short ones and their pints, small ones and pints, small ones and pints. And one of the wealthier men of town comes in with a female companion and we all have stories to tell and that's what your evening is it's about is 90 minutes little ghost stories is little the... irish folk tales are oh, the irish folk tales or well the, the beginning ones the beginning are ones but ones as are. the evening goes on the, the tales more become more personal you don't want to give too much away exactly right? but the tales become more personal but it's perfect for the halloween season okay yes it is ghost stories ghost yeah stories. all right irish ghost stories and we all speak with an irish accent Okay. Uh, and how do you like work, uh, performing with an Irish accent? I think it is the most fucking thing that's so much fucking fun that you can't just get fucking enough of it. How'd I do? Did I do okay? It's Angry? better. It's better. You sound like no, a fucking cook. Fucking. <laughs> they do say fucking, but the. In the script, it says F-U, so I'm saying fucking, not F, you know, fucking. I don't want to sound too English or American. Yes. Okay. So we have fun little names like Niev. Niev. Don't even. The Gaelic Uh, name. What? And what's that city where the betting takes place? Vernon Downs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's Vernon Downs, don't you think? Vernon Downs? Downs? You have to spell it out because the way they use... (laughs) Shelton. Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Don't hit that. No hard T. No hard T. No ham. (laughs) No ham. Cheltenham. Cheltenham. So and, who's coaching and I'm you? A, on this? I'm, a, I'm a, oh, the Irish resident here. Okay. So so Patty McFinn. 
Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, and he, he's being very strict. I believe that. <laughs> I have no uh, trouble believing that. I, w- I will honestly say that he is the hardest working and toughest director I've worked with. Well, thank you. In the last three years. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, this play sort of marks John's comeback to the stage. Yes. Okay. He last appeared on stage. What, three years ago? <laughs> yeah. At least. And that was in, uh, one uh, of the last things that I did prior to this was also a Connor McPherson piece. Yes, uh, the Seafarer. The Seafarer. So I'm I'm two for Connor. Yes, exactly. So this I is must sort be of doing something right. So this is sort of John's comeback to the stage. A now. second coming out, if you will. And if where will. is this play being performed at the south shore theater. theater experience in lindenhurst it's the middle theater it's part of, <laughs> on wellwood avenue on wellwood part of theater, theater row yeah in yeah. wellwood avenue it's the middle one yeah and when does the show run it runs october 27th you're shameful 8th we uh 29th and 30th and then the following weekend uh thursday friday and saturday no sunday matinee that's correct yeah. only the sunday matinee on the 30th right Yep. And what's the character that you play? Jack. And what's Jack's story? Well, I be telling Brenda this, you know. You work out down there in the garage all day long, taking hours to work on a fucking job. Fucking job. Taking hours to, to change a, a spare tire or whatever. And, you know, there's a tin roof on the place and the rain pelts down and like like bricks, you know, the noise of it all. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Then I go down to the pub, which I, I do realize we don't have a name for the pub. No, there is no name for There's the pub. No name for the pub. It's not because I read some re- I read some reviews of it, and they were calling in of the weir and other productions, and they were calling the pub the weir. I'm like, no, uh, that's not the name of the pub. Uh, what does the weir mean? It is. Well, go ahead. The, the weir is a type of dam or reservoir which regulates the flow of of rivers and and waterways. Okay, and th- there's one built near this village where this bar, where this bar is. Okay. And they built it very near a ferry road. Yes. Okay. I didn't catch all of that. That's one of the... That's what the Irish accent... That's about one of the tales tales about about this ferry road. That ferry road. Yes. Not really a road, you see. It's more like a... A road It's not a gay pride parade. It's it's a... (laughs) (laughs) It's a a row of things. These are magical fairies. Not little fairies like Tinkerbell or anything like that. I was thinking the other day, there are way too many non-magical fairies. What's that? There are way too many non-magical fairies. What do you mean? Never mind. Well, these to those aren't listening, really they'll get it. <laughs> non-magical. They are just No, you non- said they were magical fairies. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's right. But I said they're not the tiny... But they're, they're, they're fairies. Not, but they're fairies are magical. magical. They're not the little Tinkerbells where you clap and they can come back to life. No, 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 no. no they, fairies are magical in the fact that they are fairies. Everything about them is magical. There's, there's issues with the babies. What? What are you talking about? Go to the show and you'll find out. <laughs> I'm going to do that. All the babies. All the babies. <laughs> and that's the reason I'm stage manager. Is this show going to piss me off? I don't know this show. I've no, been trying to read it, show. but no, I can't get like through it. it. No, it's it's a it's a, it's a 90 minute long play. There's no intermission. It's not like that other thing that was in the elementary school, like the back way to, into the elementary school. The Pinter yeah. play. Oh, the Pinter play. The birthday party. The birthday party. Yes, when, when at the end of the show, he no, said, like what that. the fuck was that play yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to kill you that, that night. That is not the Pinter play. No, no. This it is, is all takes place as if you were sitting in a bar 
and listening to a conversation of a group of people at okay. the bar. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And they tell each other ghost stories. Connor McPherson has a, a very easy but difficult language that he puts across in every one of his books. Easy yeah. but difficult. Easy but difficult. He uses a lot of the vernacular covered and, a lot of ground and there, slang, John. you know, of the area. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost... I have two... I'm giving away. I have two stories in, in the show, and they're like day and night in comparison to how they're told, I hope. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, it's, it's like learning a musical piece to learn these stories. These stories of pages. The way, the way that they're written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all like, monologues. Yeah, and it's like learning. Technically, it's all just a shit ton of monologues. Yeah. But it's not delivered as a monologue. No, of course right? it's no. not. No monologue should be. But, uh, but it's, it's definitely... Uh, extension it's lyrical. It's okay. lyrical. Yeah. All right, so lyrical. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It's like a celebration of the art of Irish storytelling yeah. in a way. So South Shore Theater Experience, The Weir, opening October 28th. Spell The Weir, because it's spelled weird. W-E-I-R. W-E-I-R. Like Bob yeah. Weir of the Grateful Dead. Okay. And um, it means... There was actually a bar called The Weir in Manhattan. Yes, because actually the owner con- the, the owner, owner of this bar contacted us at one point when I was still looking to cast a role, and he found out through an attorney friend of mine that I was looking for someone, and he contacted contacted me the day after I cast the role and wanted to know if it was still available. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. And he tells this whole story. He's from Ireland. He opened a bar in Manhattan called The Weir Weir. because of the Conor McPherson play. Unfortunately, the bar's no longer open. The bar closed during COVID. Uh, What else has Conor McPherson written? The Seafarer? The Seafarer. The Seafarer, I knew. Um, Shining City. Shining City. Also, uh, The Night Alive. Shining City, I think I saw where it had Matthew Broderick in the in the London production. I don't know if he did that. It's like it's like I a three actor play, it. I yeah. think. Yeah. What's it really called? Shining City. Shining, no, that's the three actor play is Port Authority. Oh really? Okay. Three actors in Port Authority. I want to read that one and I want to read Shining City because Shining City takes place in a psychiatrist's office. Yes, I read that one. That was very okay. good. And it sounds All like right. it'd be it is. It's a good play. Good one to put up. So, so come down. Come see us. Okay. Come I have more see questions us about on stage. What? Ask some more questions in. Yes. Like, like the language. Like, because, okay, Martin McDonough, who is really how I'm relating to Irish writing in my life. Right. Okay. It has a new movie out. I can't wait to see it. Blah, blah, blah. It's everything I'm hoping. From the trailer. The, the, ban- trail- the Banshees of Inishon. Yeah. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> That's the um, I won't I remember it, and I won't know it when I see it. The title of the, the, the Banshee of I know what the plot's about, and it sounds like a typical Martin McDonough. Of course. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it's it's that's it's not a flowery language. Not romantic. Lives of not poetic right. in the sense of you have to use metaphors. No, there yeah. are there are parts of Ireland you can't fucking understand what they're saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling I'm, I'm talking about the story itself. Do you know what I'm saying, John? Like like the Irish writers can be flowery and and expound. Yes. Uh, Connor has that ability because in some of the stories, I mean, how often do you use the word labyrinth? Okay. You know, but I use it in the show. Well, what's the context? Uh, a, I was leaving the wedding and I ended up in the city and I found myself in the labyrinth of streets. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, it's it's flowery, it's colorful, but it's... Not excessive. It's not, it's not obsessive, and it's not like a romantic language. Okay. You know, I mean... And it's not pretentious. Yeah. Okay. And, but the hard the hard thing for an American actor, I th- I think, for myself, I can only speak for myself, is getting the Irish lilt through the entire production and not fall back onto the old, you know... You gotta use Island. your jaw. Come on, John. You have to speak... <laughs> Unhinge it, like your, your legend says. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this... 
they don't. The Irish don't speak from back here. They speak from up here. Okay. The front. Yeah. And the sinus. Yeah, there's more of a sinus talking folk. So, you know, it, it's What I understand explain. from actors and people I know is that uh, they say the Irish accent is the hardest to learn. Yeah, I agree. There is no single Irish accent. Right. So they get more difficult as you go along, I assume. I, I mean, you can hear the difference between a Northern Ireland accent and a regular Southern Ireland accent, you know? That's what I'm saying. Uh, but there's there's the, the, I, the Irish accent country, is the hardest to learn. Yeah. You think that's you why? the more Gaelic being spoken out there. Well, back to what you said before, Neat. <clears throat> or what's the other? Siobhan. I don't have that name, but yeah. But the first time I saw that name wrote out? Yeah, it's like I, I did not believe the people yeah. who were telling me what it was that it no. was. Yeah, Siobhan. That's the Irish Siobhan. That's what that word says. Siobhan. Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan. It's Siobhan. Look at the letters. Oh, yeah. My oh my God. Maeve. Maeve. Uh, Maeve is not too difficult to see. Maeve looks like What's Maeve. What's the other one? Uh, Neve. Neve has a G Neve in it. I think. And no, I don't have a script with me. It doesn't even look like how it's pronounced. It's spelled N-E-A-V, but it's pronounced Niav. Okay. N-E-A-V. Yep. N-E-A-V. Okay. That look, sort of looks like Neve too. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, so move us along. Oh, I'm going to move us along now? This okay. fuck, what the, all of a sudden, you're not the fucking conductor? <laughs> you are the co-host. Oh, uh, go fuck. You said you had lots of questions. Yes, you one. did. Didn't I he say that? Didn't he say that, John? He had lots of questions? Okay. So I've only heard one. Evidently, <laughs> it's... It's an inconvenient time for me to, to, to put him back on track. Okay, so ask another question. Yeah. All right, I'll ask another question about the weird. Yeah, the wine is red. The wine The wine is red. The wine is always red. Well red. It's vintage. <laughs> it's, well, okay. So the weird down at the South Shore Theater Experience. Let me see. You play. Who are you to the play? Who are you to these people? Who? Are, why do they care about you? Jack is my pub. It's your. You're the bar owner. No, I'm not. But it's the pub I go to. Okay. Okay. He's like the Norm it's Peterson fine. of the pub. Okay. I walk in, everyone goes, Jack. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But the character, like the relationship to the play, is that's a good sort of visual. Is yeah. He's a small rural town. The, he's the, the bar fly. Yeah. The. The show Everybody opens up. The show opens up. He walks into the pub. There's nobody there. He serves himself. Pours himself. Pays. Leaves his money. Yeah. Right. Pays. Right. 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 You know. And just waits for the owner to Brenda right. to show up. And day goes on just like it was yesterday. Yeah. Later that same day, and yeah. you know what I mean. They just right. pick up. I get you. And so if you, you come back tomorrow night, then you might hear another story or two. Uh, yeah. Irishmen sitting around drinking bullshit and telling stories. Yeah. Then this bitch good. walks in. Yeah. 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 Right. Kind of. Kind of. Because. If I'm not mistaken, and again, I didn't get through the whole fucking play. He is of them. Yes. Okay. It brings and, her in. And brings her in. Yeah. And she is completely foreign. She's a Dublin woman. She's a Dublin. Yes. She's not from she's their place. She's from not Dublin. from where they are. And how uh, my my guess is that from there on, I hope what's dealt with is how each of them respond to her because of that. Partially. Partially. Do they defend themselves? Do they accuse her? Like, yeah. there's a lot no. there. But is it centered around her? Is it like... <laughs> Uh, not that centered around her, but is she is she the impetus for the stories? A little bit, a little bit. What's her name? Valerie. Valerie. Valerie's from the city. It's in Dublin. Yep. All right. And here she is now in in like this rural village. Okay. And she has her own story. Yep. Own yeah. Of course. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. And, and you you find out more about her as the play goes on. Okay. And then you see the effect her story has on the other 
characters as well. Okay, I understand. The central theme, my take on the central theme of the entire show is the togetherness of being alone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand. Each of these individuals are alone. Are alone, but they're together. This is a community of people who are alone. I understand that. Yeah. I, I get that. And All right. Comes Any great moral lesson at the end of this fucker? How long is it? Probably 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Min- min- one swell whoop. Whoop. Yeah, yep. No intermission. No intermission. Oh, I'm wearing gonna, my Depends. It's going to be a joy. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I drink, I drink all through the lot. You drink. All right. And I don't leave the stage except for two minutes. Yeah. And then two well, minutes, you're the barfly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you got to be sitting there. And for two minutes isn't long enough for this old body to do anything, really. So. That's between so you and karma. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun little show. All right. Yes. It's a fun little show. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Come John. and see uh, it. I'm, I, well, I'm worried, like, what, does the, what should an audience expect going in? To be entertained. To be entertained. Yes. The, the to have walk. the shit scared out of me? To have heart-pounding no, moments? No, 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 no. Is this going to... Or to, be, oh. to laugh? Like, uh, yes. what am I doing? You laugh, you cry, you think a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. You want to know the moral of the story? It's a, a sort of an emotional intellectualism. You have a good reason. Say that again. I'm sorry, I spoke over it. Yeah. Never catch somebody's eye unless you have a good reason. Mm. Oh, honey. Oh no. See, that's not enough advice. Yeah. A good reason is a very broad topic. <laughs> and can include many things. Hey, this is Patrick. I'm here with my husband Stephen. Hi. You have reached the end of part one of this episode. We had so much good material with our guests, and we didn't want. Didn't want to cut anything, so we split the episode in two. Plus, we are not here next week because we're in rehearsals for our final week of rehearsals. Uh, so we don't have time to record a new episode. So we thought it was a good idea to split this one in two. So next week, on next Wednesday, on October 26th, you can get part two of this episode. That's it. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>